I think that's a good point. I've heard like a lot more recently how like grandparents are like wanting to go on trips with their grandkids instead of like leaving them like money um, for that like emotional value versus like that monetary. So that's you right. got to talk about it. Like, how do you know if that's an option if you don't chat about it, you know? Right. We, we have we have a client who's actually leaving money for relatives mm-hmm. to go on a vacation mm-hmm. to, to Scandinavia where they would take her ashes after she passes. Yeah. And so it's a very meaningful experience that she's trying to really foster. That's Mm -hmm. great. Welcome to Critical Thinking Required, hosted by LBW. This podcast is intended for free thinkers, entrepreneurs, and knowledge seekers. Join us as we discuss relevant financial topics, explore with guests their financial journeys, and engage with experts in industries such as space, media and entertainment, real estate, and many more. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. All systems are go. All systems are go. Well, engage warp. As we say, you know, let's roll this up and smoke it. I've never heard you say that. Okay. (laughs) I say it all the time. I feel like I'm I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to smoke it, but you can smoke it. I'll smoke it. There you go. Um, Welcome to Critical Thinking Required. I'm Kennedy. I'm here with Dan, who you may recognize. And today we're going to be continuing our relationships and finance series. Um, Previously, we did a video on um, talking to your kids about finances as like the parent. Um, But today we're going to do a little flipperoo um, and we're going to talk about how to discuss finances with your aging parents or loved ones. Um, So as we've discussed previously, this is a very emotionally charged topic. People don't really like to talk about this. It's stressful. You might cry. Lots of stuff going on. But it does have to happen preferably sooner rather than later when you're in the the trenches, if you will. Um, And it's something I'm going through too, that I got to talk to my parents about and my loved ones. So luckily today we got Dan here to help us out with that. So Dan, do you have any initial thoughts on this topic? I do. Let's talk about our feelings. (laughs) So uh, first, this is like Kennedy's mentioning a major role reversal for everybody. Yeah. It's kind of like um, like revenge, right? From the birds and the bees conversation. So adult children, we'll, we're going to refer to you a lot, I think, in this talk. You know, this is this is your your chance, right? Um, but no, really, it is actually very challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I I too had to have this conversation with my father years ago, and I mean, I studied finance and been in this industry, and I might as well have done none of that. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm still, I'm still his son. So I don't know Jack from a professional sense. And it just can be a really tough conversation like that, let alone, this is a very sensitive subject. And again, as we've talked throughout many podcast pieces and it's uh, people just feel uncomfortable. Like it's a taboo subject. It's one that should be handled with delicate, with delicate hands, but it's not taboo. So uh, these kind of conversations are are tough, and I rarely got anywhere with him on the subject matter. So Kennedy I and I are hoping that you have more success. But it's hard, like your kids coming to you talking about finances. Like you said, it's a role reversal. It probably feels like some sort of loss of agency, you know? And also, like, I feel like I experienced this recently, but 
I feel like my family is always going to think of me as the kid. And so I feel like that's something you run into in these conversations as well. I'm learning. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we see people that are 90 and they call up their their 60-year-old children. And I mean, someone was telling us the other week where it's like, I had to tell them, like, you know, I'm, I'm 65. I thank you for your concern, but I, I got this now. But that's always going to be in play. But do you really? Do you really got this? Maybe not everybody, but to some degree, it's different than when you're 13. <laughs> you. You also, uh, just a tip too, when you have these conversations because of what might come from it and the, com- it, it is not a bad idea if you can do it with somebody else too, to bring in somebody. Now, sometimes that makes it more un- uncomfortable, but you don't have this hearsay stuff that goes through, right? Watch out, make sure you don't make it feel like an intervention because that might not go the right way. Unless and- it needs to be an intervention. Good point, unless you do need an intervention, I guess. But 100%, right? So you, you again, like ask first if that's okay. Don't just have yeah. cousin Joe show up that day. But um, but maybe talk about, does it make sense to have a, a, a moderator? Or does it make sense to have a medium of some sort or not? Maybe it doesn't, but there are perks to doing that. I know here with some family members, sometimes uh, they may not, let's say, want to talk to Nathaniel about finances that could just be Nathaniel, but um, so they might want to talk to Tim or I about it. And it's just a, it's a comfort thing. And so just be understanding about that. And I, again, you're going to hear in a lot of this too, just be patient and be sensitive, but these are important. So definitely, um, you know, encourage the conversation. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, um, this is kind of a process I've personally started with my dad. Um, Mostly so far, we've just touched on um, estate planning. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is something I felt like maybe some of you would relate to, but my dad's initial reaction when I brought this up with him was I thought that was for people who had money. And yes, but also no. (laughs) It's good for everyone. We should all do estate planning. It's very important. And why is that, Dan? That's very difficult, but that's common, right? Mm-hmm. Where people will say something like, oh, it's, I don't have the money to do it. Well, first of all, money is never about money. That's something that I think we've said on many podcasts. We could say, should say it every single time, perhaps, but it's never about money yeah. um, or at least only about money. It, in the state planning in particular, there's other things to consider, right? Mm-hmm. The money usually is not the issue. It's typically so well documented that we know who's going to get it when, under what conditions and how. That's that's not it's still should be talked about and done, but it's the things that cause issues um, in situations like this happen to be, you know, sedimental typically, um, or what do you want done with different processes? Um, yeah, it's not just about like money and inheritance and stuff. It's about exactly. like when do you want the tube pulled? Right. Oh, or you I mean what? Who's going to be making decisions for you if you are incapacitated? Yeah, you might be living for thirty more years. There might be um, one person that is just better suited for the other. Maybe one person can't handle it. It's just these conversations are not just about end of life. Um, it, it could be walking into that as well. Yeah. But I think it's important you to really dictate out what you want done for yourself in this case and just putting it to an assumption like someone's going to know and that no one else is going to feel any other feelings that's going to get in the way is typically more so a mistake than not. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I brought up to my dad that I had no clue what he wanted done, like if something were to happen kind of thing, and I didn't want to be responsible for those decisions. Mm. So you parents out there probably don't want to leave your kids to be responsible for making these big decisions if they just don't know your wishes. So right. it's a good call. Well, and addressing the money piece a little bit further, uh, most states, like in Wisconsin, the Department yeah. of Health does a great job of providing no-cost documents on some basic concepts like mm -hmm. power of attorneys, living will, which is the healthcare directive that, that Candy's mentioning, yes. a will, which is really important in some states because it's where you would list guardian for minor children. Uh, the, you can find these documents where there's really no cost yeah. quite often. So money is not, not the issue all the time. And we're seeing this getting more and more complicated because when we see, we'll call them unique families get blended together, uh, issues could occur, right? We definitely come across situations where somebody has more assets than somebody else coming into it. Mm -hmm. And then com conversations get had, you know, we, we have several clients that are not married in second uh, or third or whatever marriages um, that they've been together for 30 years, but they're not married or they are married, but there were assets that were thought about carefully and divided out properly so that it's just, it's not an equal situation. We don't want anybody uh, to feel like they're left out. We have a lot of people that are like, look, I want to continue to support my partner if I were to pass, but I want my assets to perhaps go elsewhere or most of them after that person passes or during. There's there's just complexities in there. And we don't want people's children either to feel like, oh, I'm not getting this or that, yeah. or some kids should get X, Y, and Z and maybe maybe there's friends or other children that a person would want to be supported in some fashion. There's, there's a lot of conversation about who gets support and what, when it comes to an estate planning conversation that yeah. you should be having with your adult parents. It's a good idea. And I mean, along the line of this topic of inheritance, um, it can kind of be the more comfortable of uncomfortable mm -hmm. topics to discuss um, in, in this, in this kind of ba basket, I suppose. Um, sometimes, um, uh, estate planning as adult kids like me, for example, can be kind of complicated because maybe we don't know what we're going to inherit if we're going to inherit anything. Like I know my family has me in the will. I don't know what that looks like. Um, so I kind of actually should get on that. I'm in the same boat as y'all. Uh, what do we do about it, Dan? Yeah. Um, that's a funny thing because people have different feelings on inheritance. Mm -hmm. So maybe, for one, that parent wants to have a conversation um, about who gets what, because perhaps it's unequal mm -hmm. for a good reason, right? Maybe there's an adult child who just doesn't have the same uh, means or resources as another one of their siblings. And so maybe the parent feels like they should support that child more so. And maybe the siblings are totally cool with that. Maybe yeah. they would have done it anyways when they get the money. We've seen that before where then they start gifting to another sibling and it actually becomes more of a pain in the butt yeah. to do that because they want to support their child, their, their, their sibling. Or it may be a situation where it actually messes up the children's estate planning, yeah. right? They may have more assets than the kids or mm -hmm. the parents. And it, it, you know, for them to understand what's coming down the pipe could be very useful because they may want to create, for example, generation skipping trusts where it passes them for taxation reasons mm -hmm. and then goes to their kids. So there's some advanced planning that can be done better 
if you have an idea as to what and how things are coming from the generation above. It's also possible that the grandparents may want to see something like that happen where they can see their grandchildren or their children actually enjoy their inheritance True. as opposed to passing and not knowing what actually happens with it. Mm -hmm. It also could be a good test to see how your children or grandchildren are spending that inheritance because you may want to change that inheritance uh, based on that too. So, (laughs) you know, there's definitely perks and having the conversation and having understanding as to what flows, who needs the help. It may be a situation where maybe the siblings don't feel great about needed support to another sibling, but that support is needed. And Mm -hmm. if the parent can provide it, then, I mean, if Leora needed it, I'm providing it, right? Like, but but maybe it makes sense then to have it spelled out that they don't get as much later on. Right. And that could be a comfort for the other siblings who may see this as a fairness issue. Mm-hmm. So it's a really heavy topic, but there's a lot of reasons to talk about this now while everybody is, you know, with it and breathing. Yeah. And as scary and like stressful as it is to talk about it now, like how stressful and scary is it going to be to much talk more. about it? Like at the time of kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Much more. Um, and I mean, I think it's really also important to realize that these um, conversations aren't just limited to estate planning or planning around death. Like I think I mentioned earlier, um, there are plenty of conversations to ha- have with your parents that aren't just centered around death and dying. Um, for instance, what happens when adult kids have kiddos of their own? Like maybe, you know, the now grandparents want to provide some sort of something for those grandchildren, as, as Dan was mentioning earlier. Like what if it's college planning or like what if, I don't know, they want to do like a car fund for the kid and or what if there's a family business involved? Like, how is that going to play out? Like, who gets the business? Like, is the business sold? Like, what's going on? Um, and it's just, it's so important to have these conversations so everyone's on the same page. Like, you know what they say about assumptions, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Dan, could you give us some insight and in some of these topics a little bit? Like college yeah. planning, business succession, stuff like that? Great things to bring up, Kenny. Yeah. I mean, uh you can overfund a, a qualified account, meaning like a 529 plan can be overfunded. Different states have different levels to how much you can put into those kind of plans. They can be great ideas, but there's restrictions. Luckily, just in the last couple of weeks, um, Secure Act uh, 2.0 has created more flexibilities. It's very exciting, <laughs> um, which is great as to how you can actually convert some of these funds and, and some of the different usages mm-hmm. now. So they're pretty liberal, but um, there might be other things you want to fund. Right. For for a child. And it's important then too, if that's the case, you might have other people that are making these, these funding allocations and you might be duplicating some efforts. And that's a great problem to have, but it still is not optimized. Still a problem. Still a problem. Yeah. So can that be done better for, you know, for the benefit of the people that you're trying to mutually help? It's possible, right? Um, so maybe other people can be and should be left money because those efforts are being duplicated, perhaps. Maybe the grandparent will feel more comfortable if they know that their adult children are taking care of X, Y, and Z, and then perhaps they'll want to fund something else. Maybe it's um, a trip to a particular experience, or maybe it's help for um, maybe a potential wedding in the future, or a down payment on a house, or a new vehicle. But again, it's just much more of a collaborative team approach yeah. when these conversations get had. 
I think that's a good point. I've heard like a lot more recently how like grandparents are like wanting to go on trips with their grandkids instead of like leaving them like money um, for that like emotional value versus like that monetary. So you right. got to talk about it. Like, how do you know if that's an option if you don't chat about it, you know? Right. We, we have we have a client who's actually leaving money for relatives mm-hmm. to go on a vacation mm-hmm. to, to Scandinavia where they would take her ashes after she passes. Yeah. So it's a very meaningful experience that she's yeah. trying to really foster. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of things that can be done there, but college is expensive. It's not getting any yeah. cheaper. Um, so we really have to be very pinpointed as to how we, how we act in, in that fashion. And you bring up business succession. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, Dan. A lot of things to talk about there. Right. So <laughs> a whole nother podcast, right? It, it really is. But I mean, just cliff notes on it. Um, yeah, how, you know, how, so speaking to the the parents in this case, right, as they go and consider their adult children taking over their business, how do you want that business to be divided? Do those kids want to take over that business? Do they feel equipped to question. do so? Right? Are you having conversations about what that looks like? Are there other people who are not part of the family that are involved that that, that may be an uncomfortable transition? Does one yeah. child want to do it, one not? If so, do you have conversations about how do I make the other child who's not going to be involved whole or reverse? Mm-hmm. If one child is going to be very involved, do they deserve to get more mm-hmm. than the other? Maybe, maybe not. Are people actually being put into the same roles? We see that all the time with uh, with basically multi-generational businesses that we are quite often involved in where there may be roles that the children feel are better equipped for themselves or vice versa. And because there's no conversation, it doesn't really kind of flow, um, flow into that. So, you know, what, what capacity do you, do they understand the business? Do you want people really involved? Should it be liquidated? Yeah. And maybe it should be, maybe again, it, it shouldn't, but are these proper pieces in play? Just decisions that, you should make now while you're in the throes of it and you're feeling what it's like, not decisions that should be made at end of life stages when again, people are emotional. Stress, so stressed. Maybe not thinking clearly, maybe don't have their full uh, capacity at their fingertips. So uh, really complex conversations, better to be had now. Sure. No, please have them now. <laughs> Listen to us in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I mean, that's having said that, like there's so much to take into consideration. Like these are really, really big topics, like not only emotionally charged, but just very complex. Um, and they do often feel, and I'm feeling this too, again, like I said, yeah. they're really hard to start. Like I was like, all right, dad. So I want to have a serious conversation with you. But I don't always think that's the best way to start it. So Dan, do you have like any tips and tricks for us out here struggling to start these conversations? Yeah, I can think of a few. Yeah, I mean, going back to kind of the beginning of this, if Mm -hmm. you can do this not alone, Mm -hmm. there's strength in numbers. Don't do it alone. Yeah. Right. Hearsay is not a great thing. Um, You don't need to play a game of telephone. So have the conversation. But yeah, try, try to have some support for them. Mm-hmm. mainly, but also for yourself right? and these kind of conversations. Um, and as Kennedy mentioned, you know, at the same time, don't make this feel like an intervention. It's already enough pressure again, unless it has to be, Well, yeah. 
There's, use your judgment. You, yeah, use good judgment here. But, you know, it's a lot of pressure on them. There is a loss of agency, a loss of independence. And people talk about all the time when you take away, like, the car keys from yeah. somebody. This is a major car. This is way more than a car. So keep keep that in mind about the gravity of the situation. And, and just, you know, don't, don't be... Uh, don't ask, don't be inappropriate in the conversation, right? Be thoughtful um, when you move forward with it and and remain calm. So be sensitive, remain calm, have patience. They're, they, as in your parents that are getting older, um, like using the word aging, um, this is very vulnerable for them. It's vulnerable for you too, but yeah. but they're really having to take the first step in disclosing a lot of thoughts and feelings and wishes here. So keep, give them some space to do that. Um, I will say it's, you know, it's kind of like voting, right? Mm -hmm. You want to do this as, uh, as, as basically as early and often as you can, um, try to make a routine out of this. It won't feel as strange then in doing so it just becomes common practice and you'll learn more things will unfold. Things will come up. Um, maybe for example, when you talk about inheritance, maybe there's not a need for anybody. And so here we always promote charitable giving mm -hmm. uh, with a very heavy hand. Maybe it makes sense to do that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to create entities that can go ahead and do that. So things will come up that maybe you're not thinking about in the time and, mm -hmm. and just the repetition really, really helps. We're, we're a big believer too in having these family meetings, regardless of wealth. Again, to Candy's point earlier with her father, this conversation is not it's not money is not about money and this is not just about money. Yeah. So try to try to just have these kind of talks. Yeah. I think those are really great. I um I mean we've we've said it like over and over again this podcast like these things are hard, but I mean also something to consider um for maybe a lot of you out there um your parents are perhaps older. Uh, maybe they were taught that money is very taboo. Like you don't talk about it. Right. Like, I feel like that's getting better for like my generation. Um, I feel like we, we have more like space to talk about like finances, but that's not always been the case. So it's going to be important remembering that going in. Um, and I think as well, um, you know, I'm the sociology major. I'm all big on the empathy and stuff. Um, but I, I do think it is really, really important to like imagine yourself like in this situation when you're going into these conversations, because it will be you one day. <laughs> this will be me one day. Um, uh, you know, maybe not with kids or but like some loved ones around me kind of thing. Um, so like I'm trying to go into this, like, well, what would I want? Like, how would I want to be spoken to about this kind of thing? And I feel like that's kind of like, you know, the golden rule, treat people, treat people how you want to be treated, kind of thing. Um, so I, I guess that's what I've learned so far, um, having these conversations with, with my dad and my family. Um, so Dan, I guess I'm wondering, do you have any like closing remarks, any like tips and tricks or anything like that? I get, that's a really good summary, Kenny. I guess I got just two things. I'm just going to piggyback off of what you were just saying too. Uh, the first thing is really want to stress that this is also likely going to be you someday. So keep that in, in the forefront of your mind that when you're having this conversation 30 years from now, hopefully someone's having this conversation with you. So remember what that's like now so that when they come to you, because it's uncomfortable, right? You go into your parents, that you leave some space. And again, don't wait 30 years, but leave some space to have that conversation because you know it's not easy for them to initiate it. And uh, and then have that, you know, be open Try not to forget what that was like back with them 
they should be sensitive to you. Um, if not, then it's not going to give an ability to have this conversation and then you should be sensitive back. But, um, you know, there's transitions in life. So just kind of the golden rule, like Kennedy was talking about. And I've, I mean, I've learned this in all aspects of life, um, especially professionally, because when we talk about these items, it's just, you know, it's people, it's very close to people's, uh, hearts. So you have to, you have to understand there's fear, there's uncomfortability, uh, there's vulnerability, and you got to get to a place where that is uh, able to be spoken about to get anywhere. So in order to do that, just be gentle and just be kind. Just, you know, again, in life, just be kind. It goes a long way. Um, the second thing I'll say is just communicate, 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 <laughs> right? I mean, that's a key ingredient for the success of any relationship. If you don't do that, it's just going to not work. <laughs> so uh, isn't that the truth? It's the truth. <laughs> So keep that, keep that in mind. And it's, uh, you know, tough conversations to be had, but these conversations are worth it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Dan, for y'all out there, please make sure you can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, check out our other podcasts. If this podcast caused you anxiety, we have one about coping with anxiety about finance. So check them out. Um, but we'll see you next time. Oh, (laughs) Like and subscribe. Thank you for taking the time to start your journey of thinking differently and listening to LBW talk about stuff they love. Until next time. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual on any specific security, on any specific broker dealer or custodian. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments, broker, dealer, or custodian may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own and do not reflect the opinion of Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC. Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.